He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. Here to talk about something other than Shine Down for a Change, Brent Smith is my special guest. What's going on, Andy? What's happening, homie? Just doing the thing, you know? It's great to hear from you. Absolutely, man. How you been? I have been, uh, well, as good as I could possibly be, considering the circumstances. No, I feel you, man. It's uh, each and every day, man. It's getting closer and closer. It can't stay like this forever. That's true. We are looking forward to October 9th and the release of Smith and Myers Volume 1, featuring the duo's very first original recordings, which we'll get to here in just a bit. But first, tell me about the decision to go fully independent of Shinedown with this release versus like what you guys did with the Acoustic Sessions EPs back in 2014. The big thing about it is it doesn't sound like Shinedown. It's not something when me and Zach choose to do this type of direction, um, first of all, part of it is that we do cover songs that are picked by the fan base and songs that they would like us to play. This particular project is the very first time where we've actually gone in and written 10 original uh, songs on top of recording um, 10 brand new covers as well. So it's a 20 song project. So volume one, like you were saying, is released October 9th. And then next week, there's going to be the first uh, acknowledgement of volume two that's going to be uh, presented to everybody next week. Um, so it just isn't shine down um, acoustic. This is a different project. It sounds different. I think that if people have an idea that it's going to sound like shine down, they're going to be very quickly, they're going to notice very quickly that that's not what it is. And, you know, the thing is that's interesting about it is. Before me and Zach decided to go and do this, we talked to Eric about this. We talked to Barry about this. They understand that this is an outlet and it's a different style, and they're very, very much uh, on board with it. They're very supportive of it. I mean, I was just – I'm in Pennsylvania right now because me and Zach have a Smith & Myers show uh, in Scranton tomorrow night, and then night after tomorrow uh, we have a show in Pittsburgh. And, you know, but I'm in the middle of writing uh, with Eric at the moment, Shine Down 7 in Charleston. Um, and, you know, look, it's something for the four of us where we talk to each other. We're very open with one another about what we're doing. Um, and this is a project that is very, very dear to me and Zach. And it's a different uh, it's just a different style. It's a different animal. Do you ever struggle with what might be a better song idea for Shinedown versus what's dedicated to Smith and Myers, or are they really that different where you know for sure that's what this is? Well, the thing about the Smith and Myers is that it was interesting because this is the first time where we wrote 10 original songs. Like the first installment of Smith and Myers back in 2014 was just um, kind of for fun. And we didn't realize that it actually had the potential to, to be something outside of Shinedown. Um, so this is kind of the beginning of kind of feeling it out in a lot of ways. With the other element of what we do here is we take cover songs or songs from other artists that the audience has helped us pick or kind of nudged us in one direction. But that's another thing, too. Like this, the, the covers on these two volumes that people are going to be hearing, they're not you know, we, we've, we've reimagined them in a way of we're really focusing on the lyrics and the story in these songs. And then from the original 
material. It was the first time that we had done it, so we didn't go into it thinking about this is going to be a Shinedown song. We went into it thinking this is going to be a Smith & Myers song, so what does that sound like? Sure. And, uh, you know, very first single out of the gate, uh, Not Mad Enough, I think a lot of people would, you know, they've, they've already said, they're like, this is not what we thought it was going to be, but it's quite intriguing. But so, you know, there's hardly a shortage of topics to be inspired by in 2020, but that one's especially powerful in its message and the origins from which it came. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that we had, you know, it's a 20 song album. It's two albums, essentially. And in the beginning of quarantine, um, I quarantined in California. We had 17 songs done. And then we didn't see our producer for 19 weeks. So then finally, when we were able to get in front of each other again, um, we reviewed that first week, everything that we had done since the, the lockdown. And then I remember going back to my hotel room on a Friday night, and I never turned my television on in my hotel room. And for whatever reason, I did that night, and I watched what happened to George Floyd unfold. And it was like getting all of the air like all the wind knocked out of me and you know not mad enough is a song about right and wrong and not mad enough is about understanding that people where we are right now is in a place where if you continue to scream at one another you're never going to get anything done you've got to be able to sit down with each other you've got to be able to talk to one another to have conversations that create action to move forward into the future together. And I don't know, man, maybe there's a part of me that wishes the song didn't have to be written because I wish, I wish George Floyd was still alive. I wish that he was with his daughter. I wish he was with his family, but the song came to me very, very quickly and I didn't shy away from it. And when I presented it to Zach and I presented it to our producer, Dave Bassett, they said, we, we need to, we need to do this. And um, it just was something that I think that the world needed right now. I was willing and I want to talk about these subjects and I want to move us forward as a society and as people. And I believe we can do that, but we've got to start really listening to one another and creating action and moving forward. That's the only way we're going to change things for the better and that's the only way we're going to be able to move forward together besides the message behind the lyrics brent one thing that really struck me about that song specifically was its simplicity in terms of instrumentation and structure it's really it's not too busy i love that that's really the point because we're not trying to be flashy with the music we're trying to we're we're trying to send a message and i think that it's not about being understated or singing softly or not having a different approach to it it's Really, that song in particular kind of wrote itself. Um, but that's, you don't always have to, like, once again, man, you don't have to yell at somebody to get your point across. Sometimes you just need to calmly express how you feel. You alluded to the cover songs in, involved in Smith & Myers Volume 1, which again comes October 9th. You released a cover of Neil Young's Rockin' in the Free World. When it comes to interpreting a classic song by a timeless artist like Neil Young, songs that you've lived with practically your whole life, do you hear the original and immediately have an idea in your head of how you'd make it your own like you've done on the Smith & Myers rendition? Well, in regards to the the stuff that's on these two volumes, I mean, it's very interesting. It's quite a, you know, I'm giving a couple of things away here, but 
um, it's quite an eclectic group of songs from the covers on these two volumes. Like we did um, Keep on Rockin' in the Free World from Neil Young, but we also did Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. We did Better Now by Post Malone. We did Billy Idol's Rebel Yell, which we totally flipped on its head. Wow. Um, we did uh, In Excess, Never Tear Us Apart. We did Unchained Melody. We did Sledgehammer by uh, Peter Gabriel. Oh, we did dear. Valerie by Amy Winehouse. So well, our whole goal is to not play them exactly the way the song is. We're picking these songs through the help of our fans, um, but also looking at songs that we can kind of reimagine in a different way, but really focus on the lyrical content and tell the song and tell the story in a different way from maybe the way that, it, like, Rockin' in the Free World is a great example. We, we decided on doing that song in February. We recorded it in February, but... You know, that's a four on the floor kind of punked out rock song, and it kind of goes by, and people are like, yeah, keep on rocking in the free world, that's cool. That's not why we chose to do it, though. That second verse in that song, in my opinion, is probably one of, in my personal opinion, one of the top five most poignant and legendary statements in any contemporary mainstream song in the history of music, because in that second verse, he says, I see a woman in the night with a baby in her hand under an old street light near a garbage can. Now she's put her kid away and she's gone to get a hit. She hates her life and what she's done with it. Mm. And now there's one more kid that'll never go to school, never get to fall in love, and never get to be cool. And that is powerful, man. I want people to hear that, and I want them to hear it in a very, very, in a different way, but with an even more immense amount of conviction because these stories and these songs they're important i would agree completely what if neil young heard that rendition what do you think he'd think of it man i can only pray that he likes it <laughs> you know I, I i i don't know if you know this about neil young you do not want to be on that guy's bad side oh no <laughs> yeah that guy, you don't want to be on that dude's bad side. Well, I think considering where the world's at right now and, and the spirit in which you're writing these songs and, and reimagining a song like Rockin' in the Free World, there's obviously passion and authenticity in this and everything you do, Brent, so I can't imagine he wouldn't love it. Well, I'm a huge fan. I have been since I heard him, you know, since I heard his voice, you know, way, way back in the day. I don't want to age myself or anything, <laughs> but, uh, you know, hopefully he would, he would understand. Hopefully he would feel that we did it justice. Smith and Myers Volume 1 comes October 9th. Do we have a date for Volume 2, or did you say you were going to kind of allude to it here in the near future? Uh, you'll know about it next week. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time. Really look forward to hearing the rest of the album. Love what I've heard so far, Brent, and uh, you guys have always been good to us, so thank you. Right back at you, man. Thank you so much for always supporting us, not only with Smith and Myers, but you know, immensely with Shine Down. We really, really appreciate it. We never take it for granted. Thank you so much for just allowing us to be ourselves and always being supportive. It means a great deal to us. Thank of, you. Of course, my friend. Of course. Anytime, and uh, hope to have you back soon. Absolutely, my friend. Thanks, Brent. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.